but Baylor will be keeping this head coach this time as they have agreed to a contract extension through the 2029 college football season. Great for Baylor, keeps them at least having a consistent head coach as they've kind of bounced back and forth, back and forth, back and forth with head coaches, and have never really had like a consistent figure for their players, so congrats to Baylor and them for getting that done because they really did need it. Now we've got some hirings as well. Ex-Baylor head coach Art Bryles, and yes, you heard the name Art Bryles. It probably brings back a lot of nostalgia back in the 2014, 2015, 2016 seasons for Baylor when they were like college football playoff good, like when my Horn Frogs were like that level of good too, and I had those great games they always played. But Art Bryles is expected to become Grambling State, the school out of the SWAC conference in the FCS. He's expected to become their next defensive coordinator. I think this is great for them as they are getting a already solidified great coach. Now, in case you don't know, there's a lot of controversy because right now he he easily would still be Baylor's head coach, if not NFL head coach, for how great of a coach he was when he was at Baylor. But there's a lot of controversy going around with sexual assault rumors and tutor rumors where tutors were just practically doing all the work for the players and they weren't having to do anything. So... I'm hoping at least Art Browse, because everyone deserves a second chance in life, and I'm hoping Art Browse takes advantage of the second chance he's getting. He'll be under Hugh Jackson, who is the Grambling State head coach, which in case you don't know who Hugh Jackson is, he was a head coach of the Cleveland Browns when they went like 1-31 over two years with him as head coach. And in case you don't know, he famously swam in the Erie River saying if they went 0-16, he would do it. So he's going to be play, he's gonna be hired under Hugh Jackson, and Watch out for Grambling State to be pretty good next year with Jackson State as well. I definitely would love to see a game. I, I don't know if they play. I don't really keep up too, too much with FCS football, but expect that to, if they do play, for that to be a really great game. Uh, the next news we have is regarding Notre Dame and the Fighting Irish. Now, in case you don't know, their head coach, Brian Kelly, said, Deuces, I'm not going to be able to win a national championship here. I need to find somewhere else to go. So he journeyed down to Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and became the head coach of LSU Tigers. And he tried to bring Marcus Freeman, his offensive coordinator, Tommy Reese, who, in case you don't know, was a former Notre Dame quarterback. But they said, nah, we like being in Notre Dame. And then, obviously, as we saw earlier on this year, we saw Marcus Freeman get promoted to the head coaching position. Tommy Reese is still staying as offensive coordinator, which left a huge gap in their defensive coordinator position because we're like, okay, hey, Marcus Freeman did amazing when he was at Cincinnati. He did amazing while the one year he was at Notre Dame as their defensive coordinator. So... Notre Dame said, you know what, screw it, we're going to go hire a guy that's been known to be pretty good. So Notre Dame hired Cincinnati Bengals linebacker coach and former Miami and Temple head coach Al Golden to become their new defensive coordinator. I think this is great for Notre Dame because it gives them a solidified and already proven veteran presence at the defensive coordinator position. Players are definitely going to love playing for Al Golden in my opinion. Um, watch out once again for Notre Dame to be sneaky good on defense. I think personally they won't – I think they'll make a New York Six Bowl this year. I'm not going to say they're going to be a playoff contending team because we know every time they make the playoffs or even New York Six Bowls, they for some reason just completely forget how to play football. But hopefully this new coaching staff will bring Notre Dame some new juice and will kind of, you know, bring them back to relevancy and bring them back to where Notre Dame fighting Irish football should be. I mean, my great-grandfather, my great -grandfather, he played for Newt Rotney and Notre Dame back when back in 1929 so I know how that team should be playing you know what I mean it runs in my blood but 
I'm hope I'm hoping they do eventually come back. I'm hope I really want to see Notre Dame be good as well as USC and all these other teams we've seen. And now, guys, for the kind of last couple college football news before we do get on to the NFL portion of our episode today, it <clears throat> is regarding TCU star defensive end Kari Coleman. He's entering the transfer portal. This one personally hurts me a lot because we already lost O'Shawn Mathis to the transfer portal, which I'm kind of speculating he'll end up at Texas or another like SEC school maybe. I really see Texas being more because he's probably going to want to follow Gary, and I could possibly see Kari following Gary Patterson and going da- back going down to Austin and playing for Gary. Um, it hurts. It really does because we lost both of our great ed- edge presences. I mean, O'Shawn only had a year left of eligibility, but Kari had at least two to three years left. He was a young, young guy, but he was already proven to be, you know, be able to take that spot from O'Shawn. So, this one definitely hurts. I wish him nothing but the best once again. He's a great player. Whatever school gets him is going to be getting an impact starter. Now, I know Star, you're probably like, well, I've never heard of him, but trust me, when he gets on that big stage and he's able to just dominate and dominate and dominate, you'll see why I'm saying this kid is a star defensive end. Now, for the last news, we have Georgia's phenomenon star tight end, Brock Bowers. He suffered a shoulder injury during practice, but he's – but. Georgia is saying he's, he's, he should be good to go by the beginning of the season, but he will miss all of spring practice and spring ball, which I don't think is going to be big, you know, big deal for him. I mean, he's, he, he has nothing to worry about. I do think it might set him back a little bit at the beginning of the season because he, he won't have as much practice time. But expect Brock Bowers to come back after having a fantastic freshman year and expect him probably to be able to win that Hacky Award for being the best tight end in the country because this year, if anything, we saw flashes of greatness and I definitely expect him to be able to be a star on Sundays. So continue to watch out for that. And guys, let's finally move on to the NFL side. And boy, oh boy, do I have some news for you. Um, The first news we're going to talk about is regarding do y'all think Matthew Stafford belongs in the Hall of Fame? Personally, I don't. I really don't. He only has one Pro Bowl, zero All-Pro selections, and he just won a Super Bowl. And yes, I know he played in Detroit. We all know how horrible of a franchise that is. But to be saying just because he finally won a Super Bowl with a loaded team, I don't think that automatically makes him worthy of the Hall of Fame. And I've seen a lot of players, specifically Richard Sherman, and on his podcast he was talking a lot about it, saying about how Hall of Fame keeps getting thrown around like crazy and it doesn't really mean anything anymore, which it really doesn't. Because if you win a Super Bowl and go to three Pro Bowls, you're apparently a Hall of Famer. Hall of Famer should be for guys of Lawrence Taylor stature or, you know, Troy Aikman, Roger Staub, like that stature. It shouldn't just be given to guys like, Matthew Stafford who have had one good season and are apparently now Hall of Fame worthy. Now, I would love to hear y'all's opinions on it. Let me know on the official Instagram at cover seven one Mason Pierce. I would love to hear y'all's opinions because personally I think this is it's kind of just a matter of opinion, but I do think at the end of the day he won't be a Hall of Fame quarterback simply for the fact he does not have the accolades. He has the stats, but he does not have the accolades to back up his great play because once again Give me Calvin Johnson, give me Odell Beckham, give me Robert Woods, give me Cooper Cup, give me all these great wide receivers, and I promise you I'll throw for 17,554 yards. You know what I mean? But no, Matthew Stafford is a great quarterback, but I do not think he's a Hall of Fame quarterback. Now, unfortunately, we do have some sad news regarding the Rams once again. Wide receiver Odell Beckham, he is believed to have torn his ACL and will probably be 
I don't know if he'll be ready for the beginning of next year, which is sad to see because we saw how much he suffered with injuries when he was in Cleveland. We saw how towards the end of his Giants tenure he was suffering with injuries, but I, I really hope he recovers and bounces back next year and is able to prove to the you know prove to everyone that hey I'm still the guy that y'all saw with the Giants who showed that glimpse of Hall of Fame potential. But once again, that's pretty sad news. Um, we got a hiring from the Rams. The Rams offensive coordinator Kevin O'Connell. He will officially be announced the head coach of the Vikings later on this week. This is great for the Vikings as they've needed a offensive, you know, based coach because you know Mike Zimmer obviously being a defensive coordinator with the Bengals before he became the Vikings head coach it worked at first but we started to see some of the weaknesses they had on offense so hopefully Kevin O'Connell will fill those spots that Mike Zimmer could never fill um, some more hiring news and extension news Zach Taylor and the Cincinnati Bengals they have agreed to a contract extension through the 2026 NFL season uh, I think this is great because Zach Taylor really proved himself this year after having two rough rough years to start off his tenure in Cincinnati. Uh, I know that a lot of people were calling for his head. People were saying, okay, you know, we this guy is horrible. Just We need to go after someone else, go after Eric Bieniemy, go after whoever. Um, but Zach Taylor did prove himself. He proved, hey, I'm able to get this team surrounded, about, surrounded around me, give me the right players, and I promise it'll be worth it. He was aggressive with his play calling. I like it. Because he's recently he's been criticized for being too conservative with the ball, but he completely demolished that narrative. So I'm glad Cincinnati's going to be able to find another great head coach. Um, some more kind of hiring news. Dolphins have hired Chargers run game coordinator Frank Smith to be their new offensive coordinator. Uh, I know Los Angeles, they've had decent run game, and I know their running backs have been okay. You know, Melvin Gordon, you know, I, I – I don't really know. I mean, Dolphins are kind of, yeah. I mean, I don't, I, I don't see them really being explosive next year. I do like the the fact they hired San Fran's offensive coordinator. Um, he's a great young talent because a lot of NFL teams nowadays are going to be really trying to go after a lot of young guys. You know, late late twenties, early thirties, kind of like what the Rams did with Sean McVay. But I don't really expect the Dolphins. I think the Dolphins will probably have another nine and eight year, ten and seven maybe at most, and they'll be like on the outside looking in. But once again, it's not a horrible hire. They could have done a lot worse. Now some more injury news. Joe Burrow. He apparently, according to Zach Taylor, he had suffered an MCL sprain during the Super Bowl. But luckily, Bengals fans, y'all can take a breather. It will not require surgery. He will be fine. He will just rehab it throughout the offseason and get you know back up to his MVP-level potential that he has showed. This is great for Bengals fans, so y'all relax. He's okay. He'll be able to live another day because we know he can't afford to have another knee or any severe leg injury. Now, on to the final NFL news that I have for you guys today. I know it's not like crazy, crazy, but... Hopefully on Friday we will be getting a lot more kind of like free agent news, trade news regarding when, you know, when the new league season technically opens up, I think March 19th. But for the final news, we have the we have it, it's it's regarding Deshaun Watson and as y'all all know, he's currently in a weird standstill right now cuz Lovey Smith and the new Texans head coach kind of wants to figure things out with Deshaun to keep him in Houston, but as we all know, it's not a matter of coaching for Deshaun Watson. It's the front office that he does not agree with, which 
I won't lie, they have been horrible even when they were under Bill O'Brien. And even this past season, they were still not that great in trades. But Deshaun Watson apparently is eyeballing the Buccaneers and Vikings quarterback jobs right now. Which I could definitely see, and I mean definitely could see the Vikings being a serious contender because they have Kirk Cousins. Obviously the Tex Texans are going to want at least a veteran or someone else to come with that trade package because they're going to need to be able to fill that hole immediately. I know Davis Mills is a great young talent for the Texans, but I don't expect him to at least be decent, decent for another year or two at most because he needs to be able to mold into a great quarterback. But... Definitely watch out for the Vikings, who I never really considered for Deshaun, because I never thought Deshaun would want to go up to Minnesota. But when you look at having Adam Thielen, Justin Jefferson, and having Dalvin Cook, who is a great receiving back, uh, yeah, I think I would love to go play up in Minnesota. And you know, it won't matter because you know it's it, you know like like Stephen A. Smith had said a while back talking about Justin Jefferson and how he'd be such a great receiver if they played if he played in a warmer city. M&T Bank Stadium is an indoor stadium, so it wouldn't affect Deshaun anyway, and it wouldn't affect Justin because it's the same temperature inside that stadium as it would be in any outdoor stadium that's down south where it's a lot more warm. So I think that also is another thing that Minnesota kind of lucks out with because I think if it was an outdoor stadium, I would not consider Deshaun at all for the Vikings because I don't think personally he is a southern kid. He's not going to want to go up to Minnesota where it, the highest during the winter is like 32 degrees. So, yeah, but watch out for the Buccaneers and Vikings, definitely, and trade rumors. I still think he'll end up with a like a team like, not Miami, but I think he'll end up with whoever lands like Brian Flores or something like that because we don't even know what's going to happen with Brian Flores because he's still going with the with that lawsuit right now. But, guys, there's just a little couple NBA and MLB news I want to kind of report for y'all. As y'all know, I really only report the major, major news, and this happened last week. LeBron James has finally passed Kareem Abdul-Jabbar to become the leading scorer in NBA history. That is a huge accolade to accomplish. Congrats to LeBron and all he's done. I do think he is the the greatest of all time for my generation. I'm not going to say he's the greatest of all time because Michael Jordan is the greatest of all time for that generation. LeBron's the greatest of all time for our generation. And who knows who's going to be the, the greatest of all time for the next generation. Now, the final news regarding the MLB report. Apparently, when the MLB was in a meeting with the MLBPA, the MLB is trying to eliminate hundreds of minor league playing jobs to reduce cost and kind of cut down as much. I'm kind of, I kind of, I mean, I understand why, you know what I mean? But at the same time, they've had these jobs for years and years and years and years and years. And now all of a sudden they're wanting to cut costs, to cut this. In case you don't know, players are wanting to get ads on jerseys. So they're already going to be getting a lot more increased revenue by doing that because the NBA did it years back. So it's... I, and also, pitchers and catchers were supposed to report yesterday on Tuesday for spring training, which that obviously never happens. So I would 100%, even though you know Rob Manfred has said that there won't be a delay, I would 100% expect a delay to the season at least for a month or two because there's no way with how bad these contract negotiations have been between the two sides that the MLB will be able to start on time at all. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's sad to see, but... At the end of the day, this is a business, and people are going to want to get paid. They're not just going to – I mean, they already get – they do get paid a lot, but when when you see someone making $100 million off of your work and you're only making two, you're going to want to get bumped up, which is kind of what these players are feeling like against Rob Manfred and all these owners, but the owners aren't wanting to give a piece of their pie to the players. So, 
it's kind of a weird, um, kind of a weird situation right now. If I mean, y'all definitely should keep. I'll I will try to keep y'all updated as much as I can. I mean, I'm not really baseball, baseball focused, as y'all know. I try to cover a lot more football, but I will make sure to obviously give y'all the latest news in every single podcast. Now, guys, thank you once again for listening today. I'm so thrilled to be able to finally be back on a constant routine of making these podcasts, and I'm so thrilled to continue to be able to interact with y'all on Instagram and just continue to be able to, you know, just spread spread my love of sports to y'all and hopefully be able to, you know, just continue to entertain. So guys, I hope y'all have a fantastic Wednesday. I look forward to being able to talk with y'all on Friday. And once again, I hope y'all continue to be great. And peace out, guys.